Hello and welcome to our episode of Three Mums in a Podcast. You are here with me, Em, and our lovely cat and Kirsty. This week we are going to be talking about Cat's birth story, about how our lovely April came into the world. Um, so we are going to put a trigger warning on this, that if there is anything in relation to pregnancy or giving birth um, that could be triggering for you then please move on to one of our other episodes we want you to look after yourself so I'm gonna dive straight in and say hello to Kat and Kirsty. how are you guys hey um good thanks hey. good so, so we're here to talk about you in April god yeah how did she come into the world flashback um well firstly my my birth story was on the whole, very positive. Um, it didn't, um, yeah, it was just really positive. It was, I think everyone you speak to has got such a different story and you hear stories about all sorts of births that kind of cloud your mind, you know, while you're pregnant and things like that. So for me, on reflection, it a lot of it was a blur. I can't remember exact timings of when things started or didn't start. and um, But I do remember the main parts, obviously. Um, so April was eight days late, which was taxing. <laughs> because obviously we all reach a point where we're ready for eviction. Um, yes, exactly. Like no one's comfortable. No one's getting any rest everything's ready we're just missing the baby um so so yeah i i was offered a sweep um yeah it was a week late so yeah it was seven days late and i was offered a sweep um and then at at that sweep i was also booked in for an induction um and her induction was going to be the so her jude she was due on the 28th. No, she wasn't. She was due on the 20th of January. So if she was born on that day, it would have been like 2001-20. I was like, oh my God, that's such yeah. a cool date. Um, <laughs> I'm really weird about dates like that because my wedding anniversary is the 6th of June, so I did 0606. So yeah, I was like, do you know what? 2001-20, amazing. If she comes on a due date, well happy. Yeah, um, I meant to be. Exactly. I'm also very weird about odd numbers. <laughs> Um, so to me I was like please don't come on the 23rd um so so yeah after seven days I went for a sweep um again I'd had friends that had sweeps before that you know it didn't it didn't get anything moving um and I found the sweep quite I mean I'd been prodded and poked already up there with various scans and things but the sweep was quite a different experience um, it's quite invasive, isn't it? It's it's very invasive, um, but I think you're definitely at the point where you're like, Do you know what, whatever's going to get this going, I'm open <laughs> yeah. at this point. Um, so yeah, it was really weird because I went to a clinic that I hadn't been to before because it was the only clinic in the area that was offering them on that day or something. So yeah, I was in a strange clinic with a strange person that I'd never met before, basically like stroking my cervix. <laughs> to put it politely <laughs> um and um it was it was dead quick it wasn't particularly painful just I guess like a smear it felt like a smear I guess you know it's that kind of comfortable discomfort yeah. isn't it um so yeah I had this had the sweep went home and was just like cool um so I went to bed that night 
And I woke up in the middle of the night. Now, I was on my inflatable airbed in the spare room because I'd gone past the point of trying to sleep next to my husband who was, like, hot and touching and, ugh, no. So I, I'd i started spending nights in the spare room on an airbed, which actually I preferred. I preferred my own space. Um, and I remember sort of waking up about 2 in the morning, about 1 in the morning maybe. Yeah, it was 1 in the morning, and I kind of just felt a bit wet down there. And I was like, is this it? Is this the big gush that we all see in the films? Um, my water's breaking. Um, so I phoned the maternity ward and said, look, I think my waters have broke. Um, so they said, okay, you know, if you can if you can capture some of the fluid on like a pad and, and bring it to the hospital, we'll kind of test that it's, um, you know, that your waters have broke. So I was like, okay. So yeah, we're heading off down to the hospital. Um, they confirmed the waters had broke and I was like okay cool like you know thinking you know she'll be here in an hour um but no she was just like go home just basically go home and you know when the contractions again I can't really remember what what they said but they said obviously when the contractions are so many are lasting for so long so many minutes I can't remember what what the saying is or what um, isn't it like two in ten or something or just I, really, I can't remember I didn't to be honest I didn't time any of them because I was just that rings a bell yeah so I went yeah. home and I did I did go back off to sleep um and then yeah the next day I just kind of got up and I was like what's happening why is nothing progressing um and then sort of as the day got on things got a bit stronger but again I never I never necessarily thought oh, this is a contraction, this is this is it. For me, it just they just felt like twinges, I would probably say, rather than, you know, the crippling over, like, screaming to high heaven contractions that, you, again, you see in films, I think it's portrayed so much in films and TV, isn't it? Yeah. You kind of think, well, that's that's what it'll be like, and it's just not. Yeah, it's like, like an immediate pain. Yeah, yeah exactly. Over um, and... Yeah. So, yeah, so started kind of getting something which I assume was contractions so um yeah at that point then we started sort of timing them and they were hitting what they needed to hit to kind of head to hospital so we went went in I think it was I think it was about two o'clock the afternoon so it would have been yeah like 12 hours since my waters had broke um yeah, so I went in. I was booked in for a water birth. Um, to be honest, I wasn't. I wouldn't have put up a fight either way if it had happened or not. It was just like, if it can be a water birth, great. Like, I'm eligible and everything else had gone quite smooth during pregnancy. Um, I'd heard great things about water births. And for me, I liked the fact that, you know, they were supposed to be quite calming and... Yeah, so I I went I wanted to go for a water birth, but again I wasn't going to kick off if that wasn't happening either. Um, so we got there, and and the midwife actually said to me, "Oh, you know, you'd quite like a water birth." And I was like, "Well, yeah, like if it's available, if it's you know if it's free, if that's a possibility." She was like, "Yeah, no problem." And the hospital that I gave birth in had it was called the sanctuary, and it was full of. Um, like fairy lights, very dimly lit. You could put your own music on. You could put um, like oils in the water. Like they put like, um, I can't remember what they put, but they put like some sort of scented oil in the water. Um, so, so yeah, anyway, so 
they said, right, let's let's examine you. So I was three centimetres dilated when I went in. And I then got into, it wasn't the actual birthing pool. It was, the only way I can describe it, it was a massive bath. Um, so it was in a private room and it was literally just a bath, toilet in the corner, a seat that Dan was on with the snacks and the Lucasade, which he ate most of. Um, and yeah, we just, we were in there for about four hours in total, I think it was, but periodically the midwife would pop in and check me and whatnot. And then at the end of the four hours, she was like, look, let's come and examine you. And I'd gone to 10 centimetres. Um, but I did have this really overwhelming feeling of needing a number two at this point. And I said to her, I said, I've, I've, like the last half an hour, I've been getting in and out thinking that I need to go to the toilet. Um, so I'd been getting out, sitting on the toilet and thinking, oh, my God, like I'm literally shitting whilst <laughs> my husband is <laughs> a foot away from me telling me it's all okay um but yeah when she said I was 10 centimeters dilated she's like yeah she goes that's that's pressure of baby like you're ready to go you're ready to push um I found the four hours in that bath quite hard actually um my husband was fantastic like hats off I mean he ate all my snacks and I was a little bit mad at that but he he was amazing like even saying things like it's okay breathe and you know, just those little things to go, okay, like encouraging this, yeah. can do it. Um, so, yeah, the only, I think the only way I can explain it is if you, you sometimes, you know, if you get a cramp in your calf and you get that real tight feeling that you just can't shake off, that's kind of what I was, what I felt like it was experience-wise for me um, in that pool. So, yeah, got to 10 centimetres, hopped out, Um by this point, they were then filling the, the birthing pool up. Um, so, yeah, got into the birthing pool. Um, there was a lot of mirrors <laughs> pointing up me. Um, she was like, oh, do you want to look down? You can just see a little bit of hair. And I'm like, I really don't. I don't want to look. I just, <laughs> can we just get this out and <laughs> move on? Um, so, yeah, by this point, it was... It was about half past seven that I got in the the actual birthing pool and I pushed for an hour and then was told that I had to come out because apparently you're only allowed to be in active labour for an hour in the water. Um, and if baby hasn't arrived, there's risk of basically baby being distressed because of the pressure of the water that they're pushing against when they're trying to come out. Um so I was a little bit disappointed, but I was just like, you know what? I just, it just needs to happen now. So yeah, I clambered up onto the bed um, and carried on there. But then my contractions started slowing. Um, not necessarily the frequency of them, but just the, in, like the intensity of them. Um, I was obviously getting quite tired. And yeah, before I know it, there was about six people I was literally on my back, legs up in the air, um, in stirrups. Not stirrups, but, you know, like the plastic frames, I guess, yeah. you put your feet up on. Um, and, yeah, there was about six of them coming to the room. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And my gut was like, oh, my God, it's going to be a C-section. Like, she's stuck somewhere and they just need, you know, and she can't get out. Um, so that was kind of my first thought. Um, but then they basically said that what's happening is the 
contractions were not being effective, basically. Um, so their concern was they didn't want baby getting distressed. So, yeah, they, they said we can try with a Vontuz, which is the vacuum suction thing that attaches to their head. So as I contract and push, they pull. <laughs> Delightful, isn't it? And um, yeah. she slides on out, in theory. Um, but they tried to attach it and it, they just couldn't get it on her head. Um, oh, hang on, I've missed out a very important part. To attach the vacuum, I had to be cut so that they could get enough of it in there to try and suction her out. Um, so, yeah, had a cut. Is the, is the cut like big? Is it big? I don't know. No. I've never looked. <laughs> No, I can't say I've ever, I've never seen one or anything like to. Yeah, I googled it. I googled it since, um, but I think each cut is different. I don't think it's I was just say, it depends how much they need. Yeah, and mm. which way as well, because I think you can be cut sort of diagonally. Right. So I didn't realise that they do it with a pair of scissors. Oh, they do not. I thought it was just like a scalpel. Yeah. I thought it was a scalpel. Scissors? No. Yeah. I mean, that worries me that I couldn't even feel scissors going up there. Jesus. They're like big sort of plier scissors and they like literally like, I only know because, well, one James told me, obviously you'll hear about this another time. And then I was birth partner for my nephew and Hannah, my sister-in-law had to have an episiotomy. And so I watched and yeah, they like go in. Oh no. And then like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then basically like hack. And yeah, it just depends how far they have to cut depending on the person and baby. I don't and know. And I've never I've never had any sensitivity or any I know some people feel sort of sensitivity down there on their scar and things, but I've never I've never ventured down there to have a look. Um I mean I have had a look since, but it doesn't stick out as oh my god, that's a massive scar. So I think we're all good. And to be fair, she was stitching me for about forty five minutes. So she must have done a, a Hollywood job on it. Um <laughs> So, so yeah, anyway, I had my cut. I can't Same. get the, the image of scissors. I'm sorry, guys. I can't Mate, get the image of scissors out of my head. I, I, I was thinking I had a really positive experience and now I'm questioning everything. <laughs> <laughs> How can I not feel surgical scissors in my vagina? What is that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we had the cut. They tried with the Vontus. They tried three times and they said, she's got too much hair. It's just not sticking. I was just like, well, that I don't know what you want me to do with that information. I can't. <laughs> She's in there. She needs to get out. Like, what do you do? Um, so, yeah, anyway, they were about to try again. And I contracted. I pushed. Head popped out. I was like, brilliant. This is it. And <laughs> the weird thing with April. I don't know if it's weird. I don't know if this is normal. But her head came out. And then she cried. So her shoulder... From her shoulder to her toes was still inside, but she was crying. It was it was weird. I just kind of expected her to yeah. force her out, and then she cried. Yeah. yeah, that is weird. But yeah, it was literally just head. And I was like, oh, like, I've done it. And they were like, no, that's just the head. I'm like, <laughs> what? Does it not just fly out from here and out? But apparently not. So yeah, the next contraction, she was fully out. Um, and then Dan cut the cord, which he tells me was like raw chicken. Um, like rubbery. <laughs> Um, and then, um, yeah, she was, she was flung on me 
um, this little, say little thing. I mean, she was eight pounds seven, so she was a decent weight. But yeah, it was just like, oh, what do I do now? This is this is the thing I've been waiting Mm -hmm. for for nine months, and I don't know what to do with it. It's real. Yeah. Um, So yeah, then I obviously got um, the injection for the placenta, Um, and I can't really remember that if I'm honest. Um, But it must have happened, and then. Yeah, it was um, stitch-up time. Uh, but to be fair, I think because April was there and it was concentrating on, you know, she was getting weighed and they were doing all their initial, you know, checks and stuff, um, putting on a little pink knitted hat. Um, I didn't really know what was going on downstairs because I was too busy kind of, you know, worrying about... Well, not worrying, but like, oh... I guess also you, you, your adrenaline must be like still pumping around your body. Oh, absolutely. So you, yeah. Yeah. I, guess I think it's amazing what adrenaline can do. Um, so, yeah. And then I, when I was able to get up, um, I hobbled to the shower, which was so bizarre. I think because you're so used to having a bump and then you get up and it's not there and you've just, you're just kind of like, you just feel a bit empty. I don't know. It's very, very weird. Sensation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was convinced that my insides were just going to fall out if I want to go to that. Going chapter. back to the um, going back to the stitching up, this is something my friend said about the other day because my friend's just given birth a couple of weeks ago, and she was like, "Well, I had to have a rectum examination. What, what to make what? sure? Did you have to have no. that? Well, she and I was like, yeah. Then. No, so she didn't have anything. No tears, no cuts or nothing. But they have to like check that there's not been any. And she was like, I didn't have that with my first. And I was like, oh, I had it with both of mine. And she was like, oh, like when they said, you know, we're going to just check your rectum. Stick stick a couple of fingers up there and have a feel around. I cannot remember. Yeah, I had it with both of mine. Really? I can't remember. Yeah, so I just thought I'd I'd ask you while it was fresh in my mind. I've never heard of that. No, I've not. The thing is, with Hunter and Athena, I just assumed it was because I'd sort of had a cut, tear, whatever. But my friend had nothing, so yeah, I was really perhaps it's just the cuteness thing. If they did, I didn't know about it. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. We then FaceTimed my mum and dad and in-laws. We hadn't told either of them that I'd gone in. We hadn't told anyone. I just didn't yeah. want the constant streams of, is everything okay? What's happening? And all, and all that. Stuff. Yeah. So I said to Dan, you know, I said before, like, can we, can we not tell? You know, I just don't, I don't. It's also I don't nice know. just to send that like message of like, you know, the new Yeah, baby. I didn't want, you know, Dan, you know, me trying to push out a child and Dan texting his parents saying, oh, cat's in hospital. I was like, no, I said, unless there's a concern or anything, like let's yeah. just not get people involved. Um, so that was quite nice. So yeah, we FaceTime people. I was kind of like, "Hey, surprise!" <laughs> um, but she, yeah, so she arrived. She arrived at just shy of eight thirty. So yeah, six and a half hours. And when I went into hospital, so not too bad. I was going to say that's not that's bad. Good. Not too bad. Um, so yeah, and then we we stayed in for a night because she had passed the amount of hours. There's only a certain amount of hours between waters breaking and baby arriving that anything past that, you're more open to infection. Um, so because she had passed that, they said, we, we want to keep you in for the first night just to, 
you know observe and make sure there's there's no nothing going on um mm. which was fine um so we we got wheeled up to the ward um april pretty much slept all night i don't think i fed her if i'm honest I, if i did i can't remember it um I can't remember it. I remember buzzing the, the midwife to be like, should I be doing something? Like, should I change her? Should I, like, what do I do? Talk to her. She's, she's like, <laughs> Hold sleep. Her. I'm, like, wired on adrenaline. I was, I did not sleep a wink. Um, no. The, 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 the ward was so... help the wards are noisy. Yeah, no. noisy, hot, hot. just pumped of, yeah. And I was getting nurses. I had a catheter fitted. I had people coming to check stitching and yeah I was getting prodded quite a lot throughout the night anyway um but yeah the fun thing was at about seven o'clock in the morning I just had my curtains flung open and then a nurse go any painkillers this morning and I was like it was like a delivery service for drugs it was just like (laughs) did you you know it was like did you want anything and I'm like uh no I've just done labor and I've just had my vagina cut and stitched with no drugs so I'm fine I'm gonna yeah I'm fine (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um that was fun um yeah and then that was it and then we got discharged at it was quite late the next day well I say quite late the next day it was literally about 10 o'clock at night the next night we were discharged um and was that because of just how it obviously it, how it went or was that because of like wanting to observe April that they April was fine. To stay in? there was absolutely she was absolutely perfect and you know that I can't remember what it was called now but in the red book there's a score when they're born um I can't remember what it was now but they basically like check their heart their lungs their skin color their it's like a score out of 10 is it the a a, a apgar I don't know there's a score know. that all babe all newborn babies and she got like a perfect 10. She was just, I mean, they were like, well, we don't need to check her lungs when she's screaming the minute her head pops out. Mm. Um, so yeah, she just got, t- she was absolutely fine. Um, I think they just wanted to keep an eye. I had to do, I remember having to do like a, like they wouldn't let me go until I'd done like a wee that wasn't like pretty much blood. Through the capital. Yeah, right. yeah. They, they wanted me to sort of be able to fully like, fully clear my embolada kind of thing before before letting me go um yeah so yeah that was it that was how it happened so yeah it started off pretty much how I would have liked it ideally but then it took a bit of a turn but it was all great in the end it was all yeah gotta do what you gotta do to get the baby out that's the thing exactly it's it's difficult because I know some people have really strong views on how they want their birth to be and how, you know, they may want as natural as possible or they might definitely want a water birth or they might opt for a C-section electively for for all sorts of reasons. But the priority for me was always going to be however, which way she needs to come out, like needs to happen. Um, And I'll deal with whatever I need to deal with after that. But yeah, it was, um, it's weird. It's weird how much of it you retain, and it's weird how much the brain blocks out. Oh, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember with like health visitors, we would always get asked. You know, the midwives asked us, the health visitors asked us, the GP would ask, "What was your birth experience like?" Because I think for for some people, and I know I've I've had friends that have had horrific birth 
Um, yeah, I've heard of people that can get like literally, what is it, PTSD? PTSD, like, yeah, so it's, a, it's a trauma, isn't it? Um, yeah, such bad birth experiences. So, yeah, I, I just feel that I was very grateful that April and I were both okay. And yeah, she got here safely. So yeah, I was grateful. Grateful for a lot that day. Did you find it like quite an empowering thing? Oh, 100%. So now, I know like afterwards, like I felt like, oh my God, like I did that. I did it. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? What yeah. our bodies and minds can do when we when we need them to. Yeah, 100%. And it's, I remember it's, like... It's, it's, go on. No, it's, I was just going to say, like, I remember sitting like in the ward holding George and being like, I made those fingernails. And like, oh, I made yeah. that eyebrow. And just being like in awe of just that I, that had, that was yeah. in me. And yeah, I, I think yeah, for a while I couldn't. They're like in you. Yeah, I think for a while I struggled with, not struggled, but I was like, she was in there and now she's there. Like, do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> sort of thinking, well, I don't know, just sort of making that recognition that she was in me <laughs> it's it's so yeah, bizarre. yeah and even now like when we're messing around and playing or, and i'm lying on the sofa or something and she's like headbutting me in the, in the vagina and i'm like you're not going yeah. back in there <laughs> you are not going back in one way street <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's really weird but she's kind of she's it's ever so funny though guys because she's um she said to me the other day she went mommy i've got a baby in my tummy Oh, Isn't it funny how they just know? And I was like, like well, technically, yeah. you've kind of got half a baby in there, but um, yeah, she did make me laugh with that comment. Um, but then she also patted Dan's tummy. <laughs> I said, Dan's got a baby <laughs> in his tummy. <laughs> George is doing the same. He'll say to me, well, oh, mummy, is, is, is baby boy liking dinner? And I'll say, oh yeah, I said he's getting he's getting really big and strong with mummy eating all this dinner. And he went, yes. And he pats his ba- ba- his tummy and he's going, yeah, my baby does too. Mummy, my baby's getting big and strong. Aww. Yeah, it's really funny, really funny, <laughs> really sweet, but funny. Yeah, it's just such like a natural thing for like humans, isn't it? Even if they're not the ones actually carrying it, they're like they know that it's there and yeah. but yeah no it did it felt really empowering it felt like I don't know like you could it's something to tick off the bucket list isn't it because I know that not everyone's fortunate to be able to have children um so yeah it definitely makes you grateful and appreciate appreciate when it does happen but yeah it's it's yeah it's a lot to get your head around isn't it how did you find um, your first night at home? Like the journey, like from leaving the hospital to getting home and sort of going to bed? Because um, you said you left about 10 o'clock. Yeah, we left about 10 o'clock. Was that o'clock. like, oh my God, this is weird. We've got to take this thing home. Yeah, do you know what? We we got our home and God, I can't even remember what happened the first night. I can't, I think we both, I think Dan and I just kind of stayed up and was like, well, this is how it is now. We just stay up and watch and like look at her. <laughs> um just make sure she's like okay. I mean she was just like pretty much KO'd um until like the second night and then that was a joy <laughs> when they start to you know recover from birth because obviously it's quite tiring for babies as well isn't it? yeah it tires so they them do out, tend to it? sleep 
pretty much for the first sort of night and a bit. But yeah, she'd clearly woken up by the time we'd got home. And then it was like, oh God, the real hard work starts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, yeah, first night was just... You just sat up looking at her. Sat up looking at her, yeah. But she, <laughs> she, I've said this to other people and both Dan and I have discussed it quite openly, but she was a really ugly newborn. never no she was she was very puffy and it just felt like all her features were like in the mid I know everyone's features are in the middle of the face almost but her eyes and her nose just everything seemed quite close and then there was a lot do you mean like the first like when she was very first like box fresh born Mm. or like days after the first few weeks I think until she kind of started spreading out a bit, she just don't tell her that. No, I will. <laughs> Keep it real. But she, I've said it quite openly. And even other people now, I mean, I say other people, like very close family. Um, I won't name names, but have kind of agreed that, that she was definitely a bloomer. Um, but yeah, at the time, you're like, oh my God, she's amazing. And then you're like, you look back and I just thought, wow, like she's she's a brute. I don't know if we can get a photo up somewhere, but yeah. Oh yeah, you have to put. She we yeah, should do that. that. I remember Athena was. Um, Athena was cross-eyed for ages, <laughs> and I remember like asking the health visitor and like the midwives, like, "Is this okay? Is this normal?" Because I'd had Hunter and he wasn't cross-eyed. Every time she opened her eyes, they just go in towards her nose, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's like got something wrong with her eyes." And she was like, "Oh no, it's really, it's really common for so." And I look back on pictures, and I'm like, every picture, you know, when you like sort of take a picture, yeah, of yeah, yeah. Above, she's just like cross-eyed looking at her nose, um, or like the eyes are going in different directions. I was like, "Wow, that's, <laughs> that's weird." Oh, bless um, but yeah, they are sort of funny, aren't they, when they're fresh out the womb? Yeah, that's the thing. Again films are not the best friend like because you watch them don't they and they just kind of come out and it's like where where and then they're wiped and they're just beautiful and they're like, mm, and they're like making all these cute noises say, they're always quite nice and clean and shiny aren't they in the films exactly yeah yeah, absolutely absolutely. yeah just looked a bit like an alien really um but yeah bless her she's she definitely you said she had lots of hair though oh she had <laughs> loads of hair yeah really dark hair as well Obviously, you guys know she's quite fair, isn't she? But um, it was pretty jet black, um, quite a lot of it. It was very cute. Um, and then, yeah, yeah as, as she grew, it kind of got a lot fairer and a lot lighter. Um, and a lot bigger. A lot bigger, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's almost like a are gone now. Um, but, yeah. So, did, so, did, yeah. did this work for you? Did you have loads of heartburn? Because apparently if you have heartburn, that's the sign that your baby's going to have loads of hair. Not masses, no, not masses. I mean, I had it, had it a bit, but not to the point where I was like constantly like swallowing the rennies or anything like that. But um, yeah, I just couldn't. I think it was weird because when there was, because I remember being in the birthing pool as well at one point, and the midwife was like, "Oh, I can see she's got so much hair. Do you want to touch it?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'll wait no. until she's separate from me." <laughs> what is wrong with these people? <laughs> Were you and Dan like emotional when she was born or were you sort of in shock? I think I was just like, thank fuck. Like, I think it was a relief that she was okay, I was okay. And I think that's what it was for me. Dan, bless him, is not the most emotional of men. 
um, which is fine. But he was, I was lying on the bed and he was kind of almost to the side of me, just sort of behind my ear. And he says that he shared a tear, but I can't remember seeing a tear. Um, but he did say he did, but it, whatever, doesn't matter. He quickly wiped it away. Yeah, got on with it. Um, but yeah, he absolutely adores her. So yeah, there's no shadow of a doubt that I'm sure he probably oh. did. Um, but yeah, he did, funnily enough, when they said, oh, do you want to come around and cut the cord? By this, they'd obviously, they put her they put her on me and then the because the bed was at the back obviously pushed towards the back of the wall Dan got up he had to walk down by my legs around to the other side where the where the scales were they were going to move her onto as they as he cut it and um he did tell me that he looked up there he says I was oh so did he not watch her come out God, no no oh. no he was up by my head I was like please don't go there like nobody needs to is that you or him or both of, just both of you I was just like no it's, right. that's the business end <laughs> it's never going to be a party end if you're looking at that business um, no I just I, I, like I needed him there as a husband like yeah. to be near yeah. like with me well, like the nurses could deal with her um, until she was out but yeah I just I preferred him up near me he wasn't very hands on but again, I didn't. I didn't want that. I didn't want to be touched and held hands. And I'm not. Yeah. I'm not that kind of person. But you need him to say the right things. Yeah. Just yeah. And that's all I could have asked for him. Really, you know, there would have. I think if if he hadn't have been there and I was giving birth on my own, I probably would have hit some form of pain relief quite early on. Um, and it's not that he put me off it. I think he just made me realise that I didn't quite need it. As much yeah, as I thought I did, I, I think I I was just like, oh, fuck it, give me some drugs. When in reality, he was just like, look, come on, you can do it. And I was like, yeah, I know I can, okay. And then I could just sort of carry on a bit. So, um, I think so, yeah, they become like a voice of reason, don't they? When I, I remember feeling like, yeah, yeah I'm losing control a little bit here. And he, they just, I remember Scott just having a way of just, and for me, my mum as well, just having a way of just bringing me back into like focus. Yeah, absolutely. I guess, yeah. So, so, yeah, I think he saw a lot that he didn't necessarily want to see when he walked around mm-hmm. to cut the cord. But I told him he should look the other way. <laughs> look the other way, my friend. Um, but, yeah, I think I lost about two... Oh, was it about 250 mil of blood? So it wasn't masses. Yeah. Um, it was it was within what's considered acceptable, but um, but yeah, when I got up for a shower, the floor was just ruined, and I just thought some poor bastard has got to clean. <laughs> it's somebody's actual job to clean this up. Do you know what I mean? Like it just yeah, seems weird that I just get wheeled out, get given my tea and toast, and then someone's got to go in and yeah, you know what? Guys? It just makes you think there is so much in school and education that we are not told about that we need to be for life like just to get through life like general life things yeah yeah like all of those things that we spoke about today like definitely we're not told about them in school as part of science or sex ed like none of that and you know what I learned quite late on in life I don't know what age I was but I know it was a lot older than I should have known this but I didn't realize you had to birth the placenta 
Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know, you've, you've burst a human and then it's, oh, you've got something else that you need There's to another round. Yeah, I didn't know that until I was pregnant, yeah. I don't think. No, I was, I was, like, it was quite late on for me and I was like, what? <laughs> Um, well, I think it's because it's kind of like stereotypically the baby's born and then you're going to, you, you bleed and you just have, but then even like, you know wow. I thought, it, I thought it just like shriveled away inside you. Yeah, it just kind of, yeah, came out. Really I mean, to be honest, I didn't really know that it was such a big thing. Yeah, they're quite, they're, like, yeah, I didn't look at mine, but Dan said it was like he couldn't believe the size of it. I was like, really? Then they have to like check it all, don't they? Because you can have like a... Like they have to afterwards. They do like tests on it and stuff. Yeah, to check that it's it all was... come out rather than like leaving yeah. it in you. But I remember, yeah, the, like to check, um, it's, to check its hole. Yeah, oh God, was saying to me like it leaves like a, a wound in on your womb that's like the size of a dinner plate. Oh my God! Yeah, which is why they like recommend like nothing. So that's why they. Um... That's why, as well, they go on about like passing blood, and obviously, if you pass clots that are bigger than like a yeah, that's piece, it, yeah, 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 yeah. But I thought I remember lifting up a dinner plate and being like, "Holy oh, shit!" Like, that's, oh that's a pretty big thing. <laughs> it's hard. It, it's yeah, yeah. When you kind of visualize things into, into real life object sizes, you think, "Wow!" It's like that app, that pregnancy app that tells you like how big your fetus is, and it's like, "Oh, it's as big as a Maltese puppy," and you're like, "Wow, okay." It kind of puts it into perspective. Yeah. But I actually said it's like the um <clears throat> sorry, I was gonna say it's like the um pictures of the dilation as well. Oh god, yeah, actually yeah. how big Yeah, there's always that theme like around Halloween. One. Yeah, the pumpkin one, that's the one yeah. I saw as well. And I was like, Jesus All the Easter different Easter eggs, starting from like a mini egg up to I don't even know oh, what the big wow, thing is. When my vagina's ruined. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I actually agreed for my placenta to be sent off for research. Um, oh, I didn't know that was a thing. That's cool. Yeah, you can you can tick a thing on your birth plan to kind of when you. I think it's around the bit where it says about having the injection. Um, yeah, I think mine did as well. Actually, I remember just so being I like, ticked, "Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't need it." There's two hospitals in Nottingham, and one of them is a a medical teaching hospital. Um, so it gets sent off to there and they can do whatever they need to do to it over there so yeah hopefully it's helped some people and some trainee doctors it's quite um it's quite common now for people to have it made into tablets isn't it i'd love to do that would you love to do that yeah and like face creams and yeah i'd love to do that no I, i get the tablet thing because obviously it's like meant to be have all these like obviously really healthy sort of things in there but i'm not sure about the face cream but isn't that for like a growing fetus not an actual adult i don't know if you want to know if you want to know em i know someone that's done it recently so i can send you the details oh yeah yes please oh my god you're not gonna like cook it up are you and like fry it in a pan anything that's gonna get me maid of honor ready within like six seven weeks of this baby potentially coming oh yeah I'm down for it. What is it supposed to? Is it supposed to make you lose weight then quicker? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But as long as I don't look like I've dragged been dragged through a hedge backwards, walking down the aisle, or just like give you like a healthier, healthier yes. look, healthier glow, <clears throat> that fetal glow that we all look for. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Well, it was lovely to hear your birth story, Kat, and how April came into the world. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome, thank guys. You. And um, 
next episode will be either M or I sharing our birth stories. Exciting. Cool. Can't wait, guys. Yeah, thank you all for listening and we'll catch up with you all soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.